You're listening to Conversion Cast, presented by Leadferno. I'm your host, Aaron Weike. Conversion Cast focuses on digital marketing and conversion, exploring the art and science to turn a lurker on your website to a lead, a browser to a buyer. Today, we talk about Google business profiles, verification, guidelines, suspensions, and appeals. My guest is Ben Fisher, the co-founder of Steady Demand, a local SEO agency. Ben's also a Google business profile diamond product expert. Ben's handled over 6,000 Google business profile appeals from suspension with a 98% success rate at getting them reinstated. Ben knows about why Google suspends listings and what a business can do to get back on the map. Thank you so much for joining me on Conversion Cast. Hey, thanks for having me here, Aaron. We are, we're definitely opening a can of worms today. I, I just don't know <laughs> any other way to put it. In, in being someone who's part of so many local SEO Slack groups and message boards and forums and Facebook groups and everything else, Google business profile processes and guidelines, suspensions, which we're going to talk a lot about in reinstatements, like these are polarizing, emotional, and things that have, for me, definitely feel like they've been on the rise for the last six months. The interesting thing about that statement is, and because I hear it very often, is you know, somebody on Twitter will hit me up and they'll be like, oh my God, are suspensions on the rise? I've had 30 in the past week, right? Or something like that. Uh, you know, or, oh, two locations of Mars got shut down. So the suspensions must be on the rise. The fact of the matter is, is that suspension, the number of suspensions actually does not increase or really decrease over time. And I'll tell you how I know that in a minute. Yep. What it usually is, is it's just because you're in your bubble. So you only see what's affecting you. All you right. don't see what's affecting the guy down the street. You don't see what's affecting your competitors because they're not going to tell you. Yep. Right. Uh, even if you ask them, they're not going to tell you, <laughs> you know? Yep. So you feel like it's, it's on the rise. So it's happening, it's happening all over the city, just not in your neighborhood yet. <laughs> exactly, right. Crime is on the rise yep. because my car got broken into. Yes. Um, and that's pretty much akin to what the feeling is, okay? How do I know this? I have a video, which is on the support page, actually, that you have to go to to get reinstated. So everybody goes to this page. Well, yep. that records views of my video. Yep. So I have the numbers of how many uniques hit this page every single month. Now, I don't publish that data, but I do look at the data. Yep. And um, I think actually I did it for a PubCon presentation once. But yeah, it's around 14,000-ish a month. Okay. Which seems, I think, low compared yep. to how many business profiles are actually out there. Yep. But that also echoes kind of statements that Google says too in, internally. Okay. So, um, so anyway, yeah, that, that's my story on that. that. I'm sticking to it. All right. Well, um, you know, providing a little fact of that is good. I, I would, it really, I guess, just made me think it's, it's a very loud subject, probably yes. once it gets brought up with a lot of uh, opinions and emotion backed behind it. So that's probably what amplifies it once it's out there. But well, let, and you spoke about, ver just really quickly, you spoke yeah. about verification too, right? Yep. Um, because verification, let's be, let's just be real about it. It's a pain in the 
You know, however, there's a, there's a flip side to this. It has also helped reduce the amount of spam in the ecosystem and which is, you know, also has cut down on the headaches that were associated with postcards. So before you had to get a postcard, maybe you couldn't get a postcard, maybe you were out in the rural area, you know, maybe you're out in somewhere in the middle of India or Egypt or whatever. Egypt is horrible actually for getting postcards. Yep. You know, and so there were all these issues and costs that were actually associated with doing postcards. Not everybody can get instant verification. Of course, that's a uh, there's there's a reason why instant verification occurs. Um, actually, uh, while I can't speak to the specifics of that, I can say that Darren uh, put out a Twitter thread about this the other day, and he is correct on a lot of his points. There's a couple extra points, but again, just can't get into it right now. And um, so video verification, I applaud the team on what they've done with video verification. That being said, it sucks because the, the first initial port of the process is basically controlled by machine learning and AI. Okay. So um, that's when you initially submit the video. It does a pass. Basically, you could see it almost doing a pass to see if it's going to just basically check and go and hit ahead and do a verification based on certain circumstances. Okay. If it's stuck in processing for a couple of days, that means it's actually going for a manual review to somebody probably over in India. And then if it ticks back to get verified again, that means that the video that you provided was not sufficient and that a user or the AI ticked it back and said, try again, basically. There's no messaging there. There's nothing telling you what's wrong. And that's the frustrating part. So we see that a lot in the community where people will be like, I already did the video. Do it again. Yep. Maybe it was too long. It was 30 seconds. Maybe it was too big. I did it at low resolution. Well, guess what? Doing it at low resolution is not the fix. Yeah. <laughs> then, then they can't read the documents and whatever else you're supposed to show Side them, right? Like street signs, things like that. So it is frustrating. But again, it's, you know, one of the things is, is, and I'm not being a cheerleader for Google. This is how I think the reality of it is, is that they try their best and they try and they will force something and put it out as quick as they can sometimes. And that's the downfall. You've got product managers who are not business owners. They don't really understand the process. They don't test it enough. And they just kind of put it out there and go, yeah, looks like it's working. Yeah. Sweet. We're getting thousands of them. <laughs> yeah. The data shows it is fine. It's yep. just good. We'll yep. get into that in a second on the yep. suspensions. Yeah. No, I first came into like that way of thinking when I started um, talking with who's now my co-founder, Joel Headley, when he headed up support for, yeah. you know, Google local products. And it, it really was adjusting from your view as a business owner, as a marketer that helps businesses, and then adjusting to someone who's, you know, creating a system, managing, monitoring, and trying to enforce a system at mass. And so right. you for right or for wrong, you start to see those angles and why certain things are are created and the way they are in those elements. And so let's kind of dive into that just a, a little bit, right? You you create this profile, you go through the verification. Hopefully it's one video for you, but as you point out, it, it might be more. You need try. If you don't succeed, try, try again um, and, and go from there. And you're humming along fine. And then something happens one way or another, you changed something or how you did something eventually caught up with you, whatever that might be. 
but you have landed in the land of suspension and your listing is no longer visible. You are not ranking for, for anything. And so let's start with that first angle. I really look at this almost as, you know, you, you need to learn how to speak Google, right? If you learn how to speak Google, then you understand Google. And that's really hard, as you pointed out, for a small business owner, especially. So what can you share with us on what Google's approach is and how do they both state and enforce their guidelines when it comes to Google business profiles? Oh, God, there's so much there, Aaron. Um, <laughs> gosh. So I have a blog post, actually, where I started putting up vernacular that Googlers use when right, they talk. We'll, we'll link to that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't updated it in a while, but, but it is out there and it has some of the vernacular. And yes, if you can use their terminology, like, for instance, did you know that the local finder is actually the local categorical finder? <laughs> That's what they actually call it. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, it makes me laugh every time I hear it too, <laughs> but it kind of see but you kind of look how they think about it, right? It's a category finder to them is how they look at it. So, um, and that's how they've always called it, by the way. Okay. So anyway, uh, and it's like, if you tell, if you say knowledge panel to them, they'll go, what are you talking about? They literally don't know what a knowledge panel is because that's not what they call it. Um, I forget what they call it. It, it is actually on my blog post. Okay. So anyway, so yes, uh, Google has guidelines. The guidelines are always gray. They have to be gray for the main purpose and reasoning is that they cannot tell you what you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. Because if they did tell you this, guess what? Now you can go ahead and spam the entire ecosystem. So basically it's not just about spam. It's about bad actors actually. So misleading or misrepresenting, you know, or misleading or fraudulent is what they're really guarding against when it comes to data integrity. So, um, so that's that's first thing is is the guidelines are gray, and they don't tell you exactly what's going on. They're getting better. They've gotten better. They had to because of the European Union. Yep. So that's step one. The next thing is is that when people do get suspended, I hear the same story over and over and over again. You can see this in the community too. It's on the forums. But it's usually the same exact story. I've got a message that I have been suspended for blah. I've been in business for X amount of years. I have Y number of five-star reviews. Our customers love us. I don't know what we did wrong. I've read over the guidelines 100 times. And I don't see it anywhere where we've broken the guidelines whatsoever. I'm going out of business. My kids can't go to school. My wife is to has to quit her job so she can help. And I'm selling off my trucks and I'm firing employees in two weeks. It's almost the exact same story with just the variables being changed. Just a yeah. little. What people don't understand is, is that they will put the story into the reinstatement, what's called the appeal form. And that actually works against you. So basically, when you're when you are getting to the stage of that of the stage of the form, you need to be logical. You need to be like you need to be like Spock, basically. Yep. To just lay out facts with no emotion, because you got to realize that the guy who lives on the end that's actually reading this, he's doing 100, 200, 300 of these a day. Yeah. All the all the fluff, all the emotion, all the describing your story and how hard you've worked, everything like not facts. Do it, you know, doesn't matter in this case. <laughs> right. 
you're talking to a robot. Yep. <laughs> the guy has a script in front of him. He literally is pushing buttons, you know, and he's, yeah, he doesn't have time to read that stuff. So anyway, um, I, that's kind of jumping a little ahead, but to back up a moment, you know, you said why, right? Yep. So again, Google has to kind of maintain that data integrity of their system. And so they basically will suspend a profile because the way that they, they'll never admit this, but the way they see it is you are guilty until proven innocent. Yep. You know, it's kind of like the movie in Gladiator, you know, <laughs> thumbs down. Sorry. Yep. Yep. You're dead. Yeah. The, the onus is all on you to prove that you're okay. Not like, yeah. oh, <laughs> provide us proof that it's wrong and then we'll admit <laughs> we're wrong and we'll go on our way. So Exactly. A misnomer. People think that they own their Google business profile. Yeah. Go read the actual, read the actual terms. Google owns your business profile. They can do whatever they please. You know, people talk about suing Google because they've been down and they've lost tens of thousands of dollars a month. Nope. Sorry. Not going to happen. Ain't not going to happen. So, okay. So anyway, yes. Um, it's all about integrity of the system. And they do care about merchants though. And the way that they feel is, is like, especially with this new system that just rolled out two days ago, um, they do feel that, you know, it is working and that a majority of valid merchants are able to get basically reinstated. I kind of call BS on that. No, I just call BS on that because right. <laughs> <laughs> I see it all day long. Yeah. <laughs> so I see, I see good merchants being taken down and, um, and removed from maps. You know, one of the ones that I think that uh, was probably the most uh, quote unquote entertaining uh, cases that I worked on was a mall. It's one of the three largest malls in the country. And uh, right before Black Friday, Google took down the entire mall and all of the stores in that mall. Wow. So not just the mall itself. Yeah. Reason. <laughs> Users had gone ahead and added Google business profiles on maps for a slide and for the, uh, uh, for what, the food court. Slides and food courts are not allowed to have Google business profiles. They didn't know this, so they claimed them so they could change the hours. Yep. As soon as they did that, bang, the entire ecosystem went down. Wow. Um, Google doesn't want that, right? They don't want people to not be able to find a mall, especially yep. on, on Black Friday. Yep. But that's the way the system works. Yeah, crazy. And, you know, I think that's something just so worth pointing out to people. And at least as we'll, we'll touch on. With the new process, if you are suspended, they at least give you some directional insight on where to look, right? Because prior it was, you're just suspended. You need Suspicious to figure out this activity. stuff. Yes. You're just going to go through everything. And where a lot of people, you know, you kind of alluded to this, like, it's not just reading the guidelines. You really need to understand the guidelines and then be honest with yourself on are you pushing the envelope? You know, could you be seen as out of bounds on any of these things? And sometimes yeah. people are their own worst judge, right? It's just <laughs> how we all are with self-awareness. Be like, no, I'm not doing that. And then you also get the case, well, I've always done that. Well, that just means you hadn't been caught yet. Correct. Or, oh, my competitors all do that. Yep. But they also didn't get caught, right? These are all things where 
And that's really hard for the business owner, again, because they're so emotional, it's hard to get to comprehension. They can read, but maybe not comprehend. And then they can't be honest with themselves. Am I actually within the guidelines for how they're being interpreted, not just black and white? Within the gray area, I'm in the guidelines. It's really interesting. You mentioned about how merchants think, right? And what I find intriguing is, is like, um, I will say to somebody, well, what address did you use to verify your Google business profile? And they'll go, oh, I'm a locksmith. I don't have an address. You have an address. Yeah. It's probably your home. How did you register your business? Oh, yeah. I mean, I use my home, but my home's not showing on my Google business profile. It's your verification address. It matters. Yep. They have it. (laughs) They know what it is. Yep. And then they go, oh, you know, or you say, can you prove your signage? And you'll get a Photoshopped image, you know, uh, or you'll have a banner or somebody will have a piece of paper that they tape up onto their door, things like that. Yep. And they truly believe that this is signage. Yep. I had one guy who sharpied it. <laughs> Literally sharpied it onto his door. Well, yep. that's permanent. Yeah. Permanent marker. Oh, man. <laughs> but, but you're right. So they might read it, but they might interpret it in a completely different way. Yep. Uh, and it gets worse when you leave the United States. Yeah. Oh, I can. Yeah, I can only imagine. And that's something, you know, when you made the comment earlier regarding postcards and right in my world, like I just don't I don't think of that. I don't think of other areas, other countries, things like that when I'm thinking about because I only see it more locally and whatever else. So, yeah, it does present a lot of different issues. As we talk Google business profiles, now is a great time to remind you Leadferno integrates with Google's business messages. This populates a chat button right on your Google business profile that allows prospects and customers to message you right from the search results. Make sure that you are improving conversions and managing those leads by connecting it to Leadferno. So you can use our features like auto replies, shortcuts, notes, and transfers to save your team more time and not leave any lead untouched. To start a 14-day free trial and start using Google's business messages with Leadferno, visit leadferno.com. What is it, how can you, or how would you summarize or what do you see some of the most common things for how businesses get their Google business profile suspended? Are there a couple of just reoccurring ones you see over and over again? Do they fall into a couple of buckets? What does that look like? Um, You know, uh, I I actually, unfortunately, I see this one a lot where, you know, a company will hire like a a social media guy, right? Gal. And they'll be like, well, we should go ahead and just throw up 40 new pro listings for you all over the, all over the state because (laughs) your competitor is doing it. So you should too. And that'll take the, they'll get all taken down, of course, and the real location will get taken down. Uh, and by the way, good luck getting back after you've done something like that. Well, you know, but the, the most common thing I see is, is uh, A, number one has to be a leading indicator, not necessarily suspension reason, is going to be keyword stuffing. Yep. Putting keywords in your name. Why is that a bad thing? It's a bad thing because while Google does allow for some of that in some ways, which I'm not going to get into, but they, um, it's a most reportable offense. So 
a user is going to go and suggest an edit on the name. Bang, that could trigger eventually a suspension in a way or two. Um, somebody could do a redressal form. That could also, of course, trigger a suspension. Yep. But it's not necessarily the name itself that's causing it. It's there's another leading or indicating factor that's behind the scenes, something you might not even be able to see, by the way. Okay. Something in their system uh, like does not exist is a very nebulous term for suspension. But it can mean all sorts of things. It can mean a mismatch of your name on a utility bill that they have access to, you know, or some database that they have access to. So anyway, so yes. Keyword stuffing actually isn't a leading, it can lead to a suspension for many reasons. Yeah. And it, I think it's pretty easy to see that when you have, you have so much out there that talks about how keyword stuffing, like it or not, it can help rankings and like it or not, you're going to possibly see a competitor do it and yeah. you see them before they get caught or they get suspended and then you bring up, right, then you have this whole ecosystem of others that I hire an agency and I see the person I'm working with, their competitors are keyword stuff. So yep. I'm going to go report that so I can get them suspended. So I can take, so, I mean, you really are wading into kind of, you know, not the safest waters once you start doing those things. Like, yes, right. is there a reward? Yes. But the risk is very widespread with whether it's Google and their the way they approach it, looking at it, whether it's others, whether it's a user, like yep. you kind of start to put a target on your back, don't you? You absolutely. That's exactly <laughs> how I put it, actually. Yep. You, you are, whenever I do a presentation, I say, you know, you can do this, but you are putting a target on your back. Even if you do it in compliance, by the way. Yep. You're, you're, you're gambling is what you're doing. So, sounds a lot like certain things with taxes. It's like, yeah, you can, you can take this tax <laughs> shortcut, but you get on a short list then. You, like you, the, you, being audited might not be a, an if, but a when once yeah. you do that. And you still might fall in compliance, but you're going to get a closer look when you do these things. Exactly. It's like, you know, come on, Aaron, you can take the entire home as a tax deduction. Go for it. It's an office, right? <laughs> it's all an totally. office. You've got leaf run all over the place. So yeah, yeah. sure. Why not? Yeah. All right. Let's let's transition into you. You get suspended, no matter okay. how it happens. And obviously, there's a you know, there's a ton of things that people do. Too many changes at once, sure. doing the wrong things, all the all those kind of things. But let's focus on this brand new reinstatement process sure. that yeah. ha has rolled out. What what has changed in the what has changed in this for the better? Let's cover that first, Ben. Okay. So first of all, let's go ahead and let's talk about this in the proper way. And that is is the it's no longer a reinstatement process. It is an appeal process. Oh terminology. Right. Terminology. It's all about the terminology. Yep. So suspension is still the word of what's happening. Appeal is what is you're doing to cure it. So now you will get an email or you'll see it in your direct edit experience that you have been suspended. The thing that's changed for the better is, is that they have to be more transparent. This is by, by law, basically. They had to be transparent for the European Union, so they had to do it. They had to change it, of course, for everywhere, everybody else. And they are going to point you to the policy to which you have violated. Okay. Okay. So like it again does not exist, right? Is the, it'll literally say does not exist right there, and then you can go to the page and you can go read up on what does not exist doesn't even what does that mean? You know, it might be an account level suspension, which they will tell you directly your account has been restricted, therefore your Google Business Profile has been suspended. You must fix the account 
suspension first, then you can fix your business profile. And they are very, it's very black and white actually. So they spell it out for you. And they even give you a button that you can go appeal the account level suspension, which didn't exist before. By the way, you literally, you got an account level suspension and you had no idea where to go to fix it. Wow. So now, now they've given you the ability to fix it. And so, um, yeah, I, I would absolutely go read that entire page because it's filled with all sorts of good information. So uh, after that, so let's say that you've gone ahead, you've done that, you, you click on the appeal tool for your GBP. It now brings you to an interface. And the first thing it does is it's going to tell you what account you're actually logged in as. Okay. Because for the technical people out there, it logs you in as user zero. User zero is the first Google account that you've logged into on your browser. Every Google account that you log into after that is one, two, three, four, all the way up to nine. Problem is most merchants don't know what account they have a Google business profile in. Yep. Right. So you can ping pong between your Google accounts until you find it because it's going to show you a list of your, your GBPs. Okay. Um, so after you select it, then you can continue. And then now you get to the screen where you can select your, your Google business profile. It has a nifty little um, dropdown that brings up a little search box, modal box, where you can search based on your, your, the business name, the address, the zip code, and also the country or city. And so when you do this quick search, it's very fast, by the way. I mean, I've got over 10,000 profiles in, in our agency account, lightning fast. It wasn't like that two weeks ago, by the way. Nice. It took five minutes to load five weeks, two yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> it was so nerve-wracking. I hated it. It's like, oh, God, I got to do a reinstatement. Ugh. Yeah. So, uh, an appeal. <laughs> so, anyway, so it brings it up. You select it. It's going to show you the address, the uh, profile ID, and the name of the business. Doesn't work very great for service area businesses yet. That's still in progress. Okay. Uh, but at least the profile ID is there, right? And you can search on the city, too. Anyway, then you click next on that, and it's going to tell you the status of that profile. It's either going to tell you that it is available for appeal, not available for appeal. Has it been appealed, submitted? And also, has it been approved or denied? So five different states that can show up at this point of the tool based on what you're doing. Okay. So in other words, you can come back to the tool and find out your status after you've submitted as well. Okay. So in certain rare circumstances, you will not be available for an appeal. This just means that you have done something or your profile has done something so bad that Google's just like, sorry, yeah, good, good luck. Good luck to you. <laughs> good luck to you. Yeah. At which point everybody thinks they lose all their reviews. They don't. Because those, those are not attached to Google Business Profiles, what people don't understand. Google exactly. Maps gets those. Yes. <laughs> You're probably the first person I've heard say that except for Joel. <laughs> <laughs> well, all of my years in the review world have me knowing these things. So. Yes, you are. And you're 100% correct. Um, so, so, yeah. So, basically, so at this point, uh, so if it is available for appeal, you hit next. It will specifically, in, a, in no certain words, will say you have 60 minutes after you hit the button to upload your evidence. And it says it in this really tiny font. Ugh. And it's got an itty bitty bitty warning signal. I mean, we're talking like this thing is like 10 pixels across. <laughs> yeah. I do have to go measure it. But so 
my fear, of course, is not nobody's going to read this. Yeah. The thing is, is now at this point, you can pop off and go read the guidelines again, or you can hit continue and go through the process. As soon as you hit that continue button, you have submitted your appeal. You're done. Well, but there's a little blue link for you to attach your evidence. Mm. I don't understand why they don't just have this right there, but it's an option for some reason. They're not even really clear about why it's an option, but it's what it is for right now. Huh. So if you close your browser window at this point, you're done. You cannot go back. You can't start over. There's no way to email support. You are just done and you have not attached any evidence. I made this mistake, by the way. Yeah. I was doing a yeah. video about the suspension process or the appeal process, and I accidentally closed I could. I had to use a live profile for this. Yeah. And I accidentally closed out the, the, the tab, and I'm like, oh, man, Ugh. damn it. Got declined two days later. So it, it sounds a lot like you are, you're dropped in this tunnel that is a path to getting an appeal, but it is a very dark tunnel and you don't know what's uh, around the corner, especially your first time through, which to some extent probably further reinforces for most people finding a guide that's been through yeah. the, the tunnel, finding an expert like uh, yourself in, in steady demand. But you know what, what are some of the things you would tell a business owner? You have a suspension. You know, it really almost sounds like you need to understand the process, read up on it, and you need to prepare yourself to go to Beforehand. court to prove your innocence and to get get this appeal, right? You yeah. need you need to be ready for this submission, not just, oh, I'll go into it. And what I learned doing it, I, you only have 60 minutes to do a crash course, learn what's <laughs> right and wrong, figure out what's wrong, make make that change and provide proof of these things. And you're angry and you're scared. Yes. On top of all of this. Oh. You're not thinking straight at all. Yeah. You know, so um, yes. So that is the call to action. The call to action is, is be prepared before it happens. Yep. The fact of the matter is, is that almost 39% of businesses, especially in the service-based industry, are going to get suspended at least one time per year. That is a real statistic. Yep. The other real statistic that I have is that, um, and you got to remember, I've done about 6,000 reinstatements. Yeah, wow. And when I start, when I reached 100, I started collecting stats. Yep. And this number has not changed one little bit. It's scary. But this is the truth. 4% of businesses are prepared with the right documentation before they are suspended. That's wow. four. Yeah. Four out of 100 businesses are actually have their stuff together. Yep. So, so yeah, so, so it, that, absolutely. Hire an expert. Get somebody to go over your documentation. Get somebody who can do the submission process for you. Yep. You know. Well, just as you pointed out, right? Yeah. No, knowing the guidelines, understanding how they should be interpreted, yep. being factual when you look at why it happened, what they're actually doing, why it doesn't pass the gray area test, yep. all of those things. And then now the appeal process is not a walk in the park. <laughs> it's, exactly. It's there. It's gained more of a process, but sounds like it still has a ways to go. <laughs> it's still a scary proposition, you yeah. know, I mean, because um, and we didn't talk about this, but even after you do open up that evidence tab, it's really nice, actually, because they, they actually fill in all the details for you, like the, your name, your email address, the name of the business, the profile ID. 
by the way, world, you're welcome for that. That was my idea. <laughs> anyway. <Good work. laughs> um, <laughs> so, but anyway, but you know, it fills it all in for you. So literally all you're going to do at this point is attach your evidence. You have two 20 meg files that you can upload. So two zip files. Yep. Um, and then you have your, 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 basically your confession box, you know, where you get, I put in what you did and what you fixed. Yep. Um, but then you hit submit and it's done. There's no case ID associated with this, by the way, okay. either. What are you seeing as far as uh, uh, time to view the appeal and success? Is this hours, days, weeks? Is there any kind of average that you're seeing in this? It's, it's pretty much standard. I mean, right now it's 24 to 72 hours. Okay. You know, um, it's been this way for what, six, seven months now? Okay. It's been stabilized. Yep. And is it always a, a, a yay or a nay? Or is there ever follow-up or them asking you to contact? Okay. No, this is yay or nay. Okay. Yeah. Before you had unlimited number of appeals. You could reply back to support and go back and forth for a year if you wanted to. That's gone. This okay. is all coming from a no reply email address. You can go ahead and you can scream at the sky all you want. Yeah. But you can't do anything about it. Well. You know, you can, I mean, of course you can always come to the community. Yep. You know, there's limited support there as far as this goes. Um, there is no re-appeal or re what they're going to be calling a re-review process today. Okay. Because I know in a lot of articles I wrote before, you know, I talked about one shot, you know, one and done. That has... That will be changing. Okay. Um, I can't really speak to much more of that yet. Yep. But it'll be there. But it, it'll it, Maybe. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it isn't, you know, like many decisions in life, some don't have to be final, right? So <laughs> hopefully you can get, get yourself another shot, especially, yeah. especially if your entire first time of going through this process is a learning process for yourself, right? I think that yeah. that's only fair. At, at this time, I, I would look at it as you have one shot for right now. Yeah. Because that, that is really the reality of it today. That could yep. change in a couple of weeks. It could change next week. Yeah. But holding your breath and waiting for that change probably isn't the best idea. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, the, like we were saying, it's like you know, what you need to do is, is you need to find somebody who is an expert yep. that can walk you through the entire process, you know, or just do it for you. Yep. You know, it doesn't matter who, you know, who actually does the submission. It has to be a manager or an owner. Yep. But, but yeah, just that's, that would be the biggest call to action here. The PSA yeah. <laughs> really is if you care about your business, spend a yep. couple hundred bucks to get it done. Yep. Well, I think, I think that's a great way to, to wrap this Ben and wow. Fantastic info insight into the new process. Where can people follow and engage and interact with you. So if they're, sure. uh, if becomes a when, um, <laughs> they have an easy way to contact you or they're already wrote on the way you cover and educate people on this process. Yeah. You can reach me of course at steadydemand.com. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter. I still refuse to call it X. But you <laughs> I'm with you. <ya. laughs> uh, the social dude. And uh, you can always if you just look for my name on LinkedIn. You you won't be very far behind if you want to find me there too. Nice. So. And people, I will make it easy. I will include those links in the show notes of this episode. Ben, thank you so much. Always great to see you. Hopefully I will see you out on the road at a, at a conference at a or a local U. Yep. 
<laughs> someday go. soon and uh, we can we can catch up in person. But thank you so Sounds much good, for sharing right. so much information with us today. No problem. Thanks for having me on board. You bet. Okay.